Welcome to the Breakfast Club edition. I'm Jeff. And I'm Tom. I'm Kim. And we are the Three Old Reds fans coming to you from Studio 82, just down the street from our good friends at Beans in the heart of Cedarville, the famous birthplace and final resting place of Reds legend Bumpus Jones. Be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app or website and leave us a review. If you listen on iTunes, please make it a five-star review. That will help other Reds fans find us. Because like when you go searching for Reds or whatever, you don't find us. But if we start getting some reviews, other people will find us. So, and you can you can help spread our... Uh, joy. Our joy. Our, so is that how the person in Ukraine found us? It could be. <laughs> could be. Or it was just, you know... Or they were sitting on their phone, going tapping stuff and going, what? What's that? I didn't mean to hit that. They thought we were communists again. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, and on our Podbean website, you can help support our efforts to upgrade our equipment, which we've done a little bit today, uh, for as little as a dollar a month. So today is uh, April 14th, and, and um, as we're recording this, and Kim showed up this morning and said, guess what today is? And I said, Saturday. And what, what is today? April 14th. No, but what is it? What's the significance? It is the birth date of Peter Edward Rose. So he's what, 77? A.K.A. Charlie Hustle. 77. Hard to believe he's that old. Right, right. So do you suppose he picked his uniform number because that was his birthday? Yeah, I never thought about that. Didn't he? I I think he had a different number starting now. I don't remember. In the minors, you know how all of them. Was it Johnny Bench we saw one time? Yeah. Had number 15, I think. Like in spring training or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't think Sinzel's going to stay 77 or whatever he is. Right, right. Well, when you look up. Now, when you look up Pete on baseball reference, the only number they give for him as a major leaguer is 14. Then in in an actual major league game. Now, he could have. uh, he could have worn a different number in spring right. training or whatever in the minors, but as a major leaguer, he was only number fourteen. And you know, Pete, Pete came up from single A. I don't think he ever played above single A before he went right? to the Reds. Yeah, well, maybe Hunter Green will do the same thing. Oh, that would be nice. Boy, let's talk about good news. There's not much good news to talk about. Well, that's want, a wrap. Then you want to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to start with Hunter Green? He's pitching again tonight in maybe Dayton, right? clo- and, and close with him. Let's yeah. go on a high note. So we gonna make him a starter we, and a closer. We, well, we need for, both for the show. For the show, we can start on a high note. We can close on a high note. All right, all right. So Hunter's pitching tonight. All eyes will be on there again. Won't be quite the uh, media circus I think it was Monday night down there. But um, so I was at the game Sunday. I covered the Sunday game, and then I was doing something else Monday, or I would have gone. But um, I knew I was talking to the media relation guy there, Tom Nichols, who's also their uh, broadcast guy. And he said, yeah, I got every Cincinnati TV station. Of course, all the Dayton media was going to be there, all the TV stations and Dayton Daily News. He said, I got MLB.com coming. I got Red Leg Nation coming. I got The Athletic coming. I got, and there were a couple others. So it was going to be, he had his normal setup in the press box. There's a counter. There's room for like six people, which is usually more than enough. The one guy sitting on the end is the guy that does the stat cast thing. He's got a computer hooked up to that. And there's plenty of room. Then he had a but they had a hide table with room for four people sitting behind that. Behind it. Yeah, he already had that set up. So he was ready for the Hunter Green show. So and I think we're ready for the Hunter Green show. If we segue into this uh thing as you said kim i said man i'm we, we talked about doing this thursday we had to put it off a couple of days and you're like well maybe they'll win a game between now and then but we haven't so what do you make of this 
two and what? Eleven? After last night? After last night. It's 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 last year, you know, we started off well. But I felt like even when things started to go south with the pitching, they were still fun to watch. Because they, they were hitting the ball. Right. I think what we have uh six guys that hit twenty home runs last year? Yeah. This year <laughs> we don't have the pitching and nobody's hitting. What what were the stats on the hitting, Jeff? Well they're uh they they're tied for last in extra base hits in all Major League Baseball with the Marlins, which you expect the Marlins to be back because they yes. got rid of everybody that could hit extra base hits. Yeah, but hits. They're, they're actually playing okay this year. Yeah, their record's, well, everybody's record's better than the Reds, isn't it? Yeah, they're 4-9. Yeah, which... well, I'd take that. Uh, so they have 14 doubles. There's teams that have like 30-some doubles. Oh. They got one triple, which, you know, that doesn't mean a lot because triples are really scarce anyway. But And only seven homers. And, of course, who hasn't homered? Joey. Joey, Joey, Jess, Jess, Jess. Neither one of them have an extra base hit. Well, um, so the Reds have seven total home runs. Molina hit his fifth last night. Oh, just to yeah put that in perspective. Yeah, yeah, and he's not really a home run. Hitter. No, he's not. So yeah, and, and so he, that's what's disappointing. Really, the offense is that. I mean, are you guys surprised at the pitching? Really? No, I I figured they'd struggle some. I was hoping Castillo would be a little more. Than what he's been, I am pleasantly surprised at Homer. Um, He's had he hasn't had back-to-back good starts, but okay, opening day it was the EDP by Scooter Mm -hmm. that lost that game. Mm -hmm. So he pitched that game, gave up. I I think it may have been an earned run, but really to me it wasn't. It was a a, a quality start. And then the Phillies start. Was it the Phillies that he? Uh, had no hitter into the fifth inning, I believe, and yeah, then finished nice. around six innings, one run. So to me, that's been a pleasant surprise. That so is he the two out of three quality starts. Yeah, but yes. and all no, and been, you know all no decisions or whatever, or at least he did. They didn't win those games. And so that's Mo- because in those two starts, he's gotten one run. Yeah, and then Molly has been okay. I think he's okay, been after like a fourth or fifth starter start. would be. Yeah, you know. I think that last night when he pitched, I think um, Pennington made. Two errors, right, and put all kinds of pressure on him. But he got inning. out of that. He got out of it, but he came out the next inning and seemed to not be the same. Um, I don't know if it was the mental. You know, Welsh was talking about last night. He says, you know, we, you can't just go on pitch counts. It's just t- pitchers don't get. It's not so much they get tired physically; it's mentally. Yeah. That was his opinion. And um, would you agree with that? You get you can get more it, tired mentally than physically. Well, think of teams. I mean, you get momentum going, and you and it, it rejuvenates you. And, yeah. Or the opposite, right? It can really take a lot out of you if you if you get punched in punched in the nose. Yeah, yeah. And you go out there in the next inning thinking I got to make perfect pitches and strike guys out, maybe, or my third baseman's going to boot it around again, or or my or, second baseman, or my second or my... baseman. <laughs> Or my right fielder, or my right fielder or pick, Philip Irvin. Pick, yeah. pick, a, pick a player. You're, you're, you, you know, you, you maybe he pressed a little bit. Ball gets up, throws a couple pitches he shouldn't throw, and boom, 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 they hit the ball hard. So Yeah, I guess, I mean, you talk about the trifecta, the defense too, right? Yes. I mean, and last year we played solid defense. Yes. Last year we hit and played solid defense. Yeah. But the pitching, you know, and now we have all three. Yeah, so it's disappointing. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a little surprised that, now we talked about this, I'm a little surprised that Finnegan um, is going today, but you did say he's pitched in Louisville. He's pitched some. I don't remember what the exactly what he's done. 
Um, you know, you see he's done, uh, I don't know if he's actually done a rehab start. He's coming off the DL today to start. As you're, as you're looking that, I'll tell Go Tom, because Tom's not a Bob Steve fan, I know. But his start in Louisville, seven innings. Now, he did walk three, but he struck out ten. Hmm. And so figuring, okay, he's probably had one or two starts in Louisville, and he's been healthy through spring training now. And Finnegan hasn't been healthy, and we're going to see if he's had a start. I just thought, well, give Bob Steve a, a yeah. shot. What, what right, he did. He did. I thought he did. He threw he threw ninety eight pitches okay. for Louisville on Monday, four earned run, four runs, three earned, eight hits, five walks, two strikeouts, five walks. Yeah, but you know it's his first one back. But um, so what they did with the roster moves, they brought they activated him, um, Cody Reed. They moved to the bullpen and they call and they optioned um, Rainey back to AAA. Uh, they did a designate for assignment on Hernandez, Ariel wow. Hernandez, and they brought up a guy named Floro, and his name, his first name escapes me, Dylan Floro from Louisville. They did, they designated Hernandez. They had to do that for him to clear a spot on a forty man to get this Floro guy up. So he's twenty seven. He was a non roster invitee to spring training. Um, He'd be in Floro. Yeah. Yeah, three scoreless innings in two games for Louisville. Uh, he's a sinker ball guy, um, so that's what they're looking at to go with Hughes. Have another sinker ball guy to come out of the pen to keep the ball in the park, as Price says. He says, I think he's pitched in the big leagues before. I think the fact he's pitched in the big leagues before could make a difference. We won't have to get over so much the jitters, which is really what we saw from Rainey and mm-hmm. uh, the Weiss. other night and Weiss. But Weiss is still there. Um but Rainey, I saw Rainey pitching Dayton. I think he's good. I think he's got potential. Yeah, that's uh, he I throws the ball well. Just, you know, come up and start walking batters and nerves and everything and jitters. And, you know, all of a sudden things are a little different. But um, I don't think he's a guy. He's certainly not a guy they, they give up on. But I think Floro, we'll see. Hopefully he's sort of not thrown into a high leverage situation today. You know, hopefully we use a Garrett or a little more Iglesias. Um, feels like. You know, you get a guy like Iglesias, supposed to be your closer, right? Of course, we haven't had any closing opportunities. Mm-hmm. But there have been some tight situations where it felt like Price should have used him instead of bringing in some other guys. Because um, he's shown that he'll pitch him a couple innings, and he hasn't mm-hmm. thrown that much. So The start is awful. Um, but I think that means yeah, teams go through this. The Dodgers, we're not going to be the Dodgers this year. I don't, don't mistake that. You know, they had an 11-game losing streak last year and won 104 games. Mm-hmm. Now, they went on a tear mm-hmm. like nothing else in the second half. But the point is, teams have these stretches every season, right? Even the best teams. And the Reds are having theirs to start. We just get ours out of the way early. That's right. Get it out of the way early. And Maybe at the end of the season they say, can you remember how bad they started off to? Yeah. And say, oh, man, no, I forgot about that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That would be. <laughs> yeah, that would be. We're not counting on it, but that would be. Okay, right. so let me ask you guys a question. Right. If you're going to say, all right, the best 20, 25 players, was it 25, 26 players? 25. Needs, 25 players needs to be on the roster, right, from the whole organization. If if Price is going to say, I want my best 25 players, isn't Senzel one of those top 25? Probably pretty soon. I would think so. You know he's better than Pennington and Goslin and guys like that. At least the potential is there to be way better. So, 
Flat but out you, answer, yes. But you want to play him, so that's the whole thing. Well, now's a chance with Suarez down, right? And his more natural position of third base. He's got experience with, so. I mean, wouldn't you guys be surprised if he doesn't come up in the next few days? I wouldn't you know, be surprised I, the next few days. The next few weeks, I'd be surprised. If, it, if he's not up by, say, May 5th or something like that, May 10th, I, I could that may surprise me. But next few days, I don't think that would surprise me. Well, I mean, he could do it now anytime. I mean, there's right. no reason to not do it now. Right. The service time issue has been taken care of. They've right. got, they, they won't lose a year of service time this year because of the, the six years before he can be a free agent. They won't lose that this year. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what the right answer is. I know that the emotional answer is we're two and eleven. Bring him up. What do we got to lose? That feels like that's the emotional answer, but it might also be the right answer. So when, you don't really when know. Baseball's, comes back, baseball's so unpredictable. If he does well, I think you brought this up before. If Senzel comes up and does well, and then Suarez comes off the DL, then what do you do? You you someone else moves. You do not touch Senzel. You don't put Suarez back at third. No, no, I, I thought you meant in terms of uh, sending him back down. I I would love to see Suarez stay at third as hard as he's worked. And then do you put Sinzel at second? Yeah, although our top hitter right now is Scooter per- Jeanette, 293. Peraza in the two-hole. For some reason right now, Peraza in the two-hole is a lot different hitter than Peraza in the six and seven hole. I think and, he'll and, be a better and, hitter and, than and last I year. And I think that is, you go back and look at last year's stats, and see what his BA was when he batted in the two-hole versus the non-two-hole. For whatever reason, he does much better up in the two-hole. So if you have Peraza at short, Suarez at third, Senzel at second, that's not bad on paper. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a problem. This team, yeah. it's all yeah. on paper, they, right? They, they have we, to take the field. It's all on paper. So there's a lot of Brian and Price uh, hate out there right now. Uh, there's the Fire Brian Price Twitter account, of course, and there's others that are just like, get rid of this guy. He doesn't know what he's doing. And he's made some decisions that I didn't agree with. Um, pitching changes. You know, you bring up Barnhart to pinch hit the other night with nobody out and two on, and then you have him bunt so that you can have Hamilton and Peraza follow who are less likely to get a hit. Didn't make any sense to me. You're just a bunt hater. Well, no, it wasn't Peraza. It was, it was the lefty. I think it was yeah, Pennington. It was, no, Pennington, Pennington struck it was, out. It was Hamilton and Pennington, exactly. And they both struck out. They both struck out. And Barnhart, a guy, you know, the... Uh, um, There's a you know how they you know how they like if you're on the ESPN app or different apps, it'll tell you like percentage of a chance to score based yeah. on historical stuff. And I heard somebody say that nobody on... Or two two guys first and second Barnhart at the plate. The Reds had almost a chance to, to score almost two runs percentage wise that inning. And as soon as he bunted those guys over went down. with the two guys coming back, it went down to like point six. Mm. So that's you know yeah, we I always agree. talk about playing the percentages, and that's a percentage that Price didn't play. He he, you was, know how old, always, he was old school on. Yeah, you know I was kid you about bunting. Yeah, of course when a. Pitcher's up. I mean, of course, it makes uh, sense yeah. to bunt. If it had been but, the pitcher's spot, yeah, But absolutely. in the major league level, it doesn't make sense to bunt. Unless you're Billy Hamilton trying to get on for yeah. a hit. And Peraza bunted it's himself on for a hit the other night. Did. And he tried last night, I think, and almost beat it out. Mm-hmm. Um, got He got the guy over, and he almost beat it out. They say, and then the announcer said, you know, he's actually probably the best bunter on this team, Peraza. Because he was like, they were not square around on bunting. They were quick, boom. And I know you haven't had a chance to watch as much, Kim, 
So, I, but they were, they, it was like he was holding the bat and then quick bunt, and he put down two nice bunts. Bunting the form, the physical form the batter has with bunting when I played ball and how I was taught is incredibly different than right. what I see today. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this last year. You square up to the pitcher. You know, your whole body, you're there. No, and now, hasn't been tough and since now, we were young. You don't square up anymore. And now it's the pivot. You yeah. keep your feet in place, you pivot. And and for me, having that that right, since I'm batting righty, having that back foot square, it allows me to move more freely. And bunt. But right now, our, you know, when you say we have a best bunter on the team, well, that's, we haven't had a good bunter at all. <laughs> You've seen Amir Garrett try to bunt. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost laughable. And as... And I agree with you. There's there's a reason Barnhart has deservedly moved up to bat in the five hole at times this year already. Yeah. It should have been in last year. But the good news about that out was he got the runners over. Barnhart did. Not a lot of our everyday players can even bunt to right. do that. I mean, but he did. You're he, right. He this did. is the one guy we didn't want bunting. Let him swing away. Exactly. Especially when you got coming up what you got coming up. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you bunt over for Votto, I mean, okay. I'm sure I still don't like it, but I don't like giving away an I out. I think the but... next two guys were basically, you combine their averages, they were a 200 hitter. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty it much. could be anyone on the Reds. On the Reds, yeah. Pick, take your pick. Yeah, I mean, like Pennington's hitting 214 right now, and, and Hamilton's hitting 184, even though his OBP is 326, which is 27 He's walked points a lot higher. the past three or four Yeah, games. he's been walking. He's getting on base. So Okay, so four, four starters, Homer... Or Bailey, Molly, Romano, and Castillo. Which one would you have expected to have the best ERA? Probably after Cast- three games. Probably Castillo. We would have all expected Castillo, right? Right. He's the worst. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's the lowest or the highest ERA right now, seven point three. Right. Homer's three twenty four. Uh, Molly. Molly five, Romano about five sixty three. Um, Romano is five eighty seven, and who did you say? Oh, Castillo is seven thirty one. Yeah. Mm. I think we like Castillo. We think he's going to work. He hasn't been awful, awful. He's just been inconsistent. Looked good against some guys. He's probably the guy I've seen pitch the least of any of them, actually. Yeah, I've only seen him throw the one time. Right. So, because I was out of town a couple of days last week and he's only like thir- saw parts 13 of runs game. and 16 innings. And don't what? forget Shed. And Shed. Yeah, we're missing him. Uh, there's some power. He hit a home run in those first few games. Um, finally, they said he's got the feeling back in the hand. Does he- Good. So he's starting to could be early this week. He might have to. He might do a rehab stint. I saw. So you could see him somewhere for a couple of days, either Louisville or Dayton, depending on who's at home. If Louisville, if they're at home, if they're not, you can see him in Dayton a couple of days. It's possible. And it's funny we were talking about the four man rotation, how that was going to work. Got two of them out. Two of them. Out. Yeah. Well, I know. Yeah. You know that's the one point I made. It's like you know we can bust on price all we want, but Shebler's out. Suarez is out. Lorenzen. Hernandez, Finnegan, these there's six guys that were supposed to be yeah. key players on this team are out. Everybody has to deal with injuries. But when you're young team, I think it's it's worse on you. You know, I, I just think it is. Um, I don't care. You put Sparky Anderson, Connie Mack, Tony Larusa. It's not going to matter. This not, team is it what it is. No, no, and I don't think those few mistake those few uh, mistakes or questionable or decisions. questionable decisions that Price has made. Would make this team eleven and two. No. I mean, it, it might. I mean, it's just not. It's just not there. I mean, it might make them three and ten. 
four and nine, but what's, we'd still be fussing. So fortunately, Tom and I did get to see one of the two wins in person this year. We went down to the opening day part two where they had the parade. I'd never gotten to go to the parade. So I was, I enjoyed that. It was freezing cold, but we had, we, we, we ducked in a coffee shop and had some warm coffee. It was colder watching the game than it was the parade, yeah, but yeah. it was fun. It was, it was kind fun. of a little slice of Americana. Yeah. And then we went to Skyline and that was nice. And then we went over the game and froze, but it was worth staying and watching because they actually beat the Cubs one to nothing. It's fun. So, uh, for a one nothing game, you know, you, you you hope to see a little more offense, um, but it was still it was still fun to watch. The nice part about it was it was over in two and a half hours, because it was like low forties by the time that game ended. John well, defeated against the Cubs. This we, year. Yeah, we we swept. We have swept one series. <laughs> that one game series with the Cubs. Oh, the shut them out. Down. Shut them out. Oh yeah. Who are the Cubs? Run against this uh, <laughs> We got their number. Too bad we only played them once. <laughs> we think. All right. Historically, now I know it's early, and I don't think this team is going to be historically set a record for losses or anything. I think they're going to bounce back. Before the start of the season, I would have said they had a a real fighting chance to just to, to get a couple games over five hundred. And then injuries started happening, and people have gotten hurt, and they just haven't played well. I, you know, to climb back to that level would be—I don't know that they can do that. Sixty-eight wins the last two years. Can they get above that? I still think they can get above that. I don't know how much. Um, a lot of teams have gone from a bad record to a winning record. I just don't see it. But the nineteen—the worst winning percentage in Reds history. Are we all ready to this conversation? I'm gonna. We're gonna do 13 it. Thirteen games into it, we're just we're, we're just gonna this. just do it. All right. 1934. This was before they played 162 games. They had a 344 winning percentage. They were 52 and 99. Wow. In the more, even more modern era of 162 games, in 82. Remember how bad they were back then. Yeah, the 80s were tough. Those early 80s especially. Um, 61 and 101 for 377. So 34 is the worst winning percentage of 344, and 82 are the most defeats, 101. So we're shooting for more than 61 is what we're saying. we got to get to 60. Well, we'd like to have at least 63. Let's get it to 63 so we don't lose 100. Um, and I think, I don't I don't really think that that's going to be a problem in the, in the long term. Um, I don't know. If Brian Price will be the manager, but you know, I guess that's one question to ask: is if the would Tony Perez get forty-four games? Well, with the product on the field right now, it doesn't matter who is managing. Right? I don't think you get does. a healthy Suarez, you get a healthy Shebler, uh, a healthy Winker, and you bring up Sinzel, and the pitching staff forms up. It still doesn't matter who's managing the team; you're going to do better. Yeah. But we get it somewhat. There's got to be some sort of change. But if things get healthy and it's a more stable roster and they keep losing, he'll lose his job. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He will. If the midseason gets here and everything is like, you know, we should be winning more games. Yeah. You know, then the, the, then he's gone. Yeah. I don't know who they'll bring in. Barry Larkin. I don't know. Been rumors on that several times. Yeah, I think he's as old school as Price or more. 
I saw it read something where um, somebody was talking about, I don't remember if it was Red Leg Nation or wherever. I just bounce around reading different things. It's hard to remember where you read stuff, but especially at my age, um, our age. Your age? Yeah. When Larkin was on ESPN recent, in a few years ago, whoever wrote this said he was always the guy who was always like, ah, analytics, forget them. Very old school, very... So I have a feeling if he comes in as manager, he's probably kind of that way, and that won't go over well with the fan base. No, it's not not, not, not in this day and age. You know, not, I don't want to be buried my nose in the analytics either. I like that a little bit of balance. So I was not here in Ohio when he played. Right. I, I, I'm not a fan of giving him the job if they can price. I'm not. He may be it for say next year or two, but. In the middle of the season, no, I, I'd rather not give it to him because if they continue to do bad, it, it just you really want to, if he's going to come in, give him a clean start. Right, you don't. I want don't to... know if he's the right guy. Period. But I will say this: I've heard, and I cannot substantiate. What do I know? I'm not in the clubhouse. That some of those difficult seasons they had, he left the team at the end of the year, would not play in the last couple of games. If that's true, I don't want him managing the team. If that's true, he has no managerial experience. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Now, did Boone Boone with the Yankees? He have managerial experience? I don't think he did. Right. Right. No, but he got a, he inherited a better team. Uh, I'm just, but we're talking about experience, not yeah. inheriting whoever. I just if, if you're the type of player who's going to quit on your team and leave, and I get it, it's a hundred and eighty something days. It's a hundred and sixty two games. It's a long season. It wears on you. But to walk away from your team, if that was him, I don't want him managing. Griffey did the same thing. Yeah, Griffey exactly. Griffey did the last couple of and years. It, and then when he was in Seattle, do you remember why he when he ended up uh, retiring in the middle of the season? They went in and they found him asleep on the trainer's table during the game. He was DH and he fell yes. asleep in between the bats. Yeah, and it's like, okay, we don't need this. And right. I, Pete Rose has a lot of faults, as we've learned. But when Pete played, he played to win. And there was no other. I mean, loved it. You know, number 14 out there. And he walked and he threw the bat down and he sprinted. You got to be ready. And, and well, I, there's different. That's what there, I want to see. There's different levels, I think. There's a, um, you're going to come to work every day because you have integrity, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's coming to work every day and giving your all. Mm-hmm. And then there's not coming to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's collecting where you're a at. paycheck. That's right, and and that's where you're talking about. And these guys are not. I mean, think how much they're getting paid per game. To not come the last two games, are you kidding me? You know, come on. I'm with you. How we we got very philosophical on uh, this podcast today. Well, that's about all we can do right now. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about breakfast. Breakfast was great. The breakfast edition, as you pointed as out, I pointed earlier. out. And why was it the breakfast edition? Well, earlier in the week, uh, we were uh, discussing through tw- uh, through texting what time, and so we finally uh, agreed upon nine o'clock. And Jeff said, "I'll make breakfast. I'll make omelets." And so this morning showed up, and he's in the kitchen making uh, omelets, and, and had bacon ready to go, and had the the onions and tomatoes so, no, and cheese and, and, and little and red, reds flare with the red peppers. Mushroom, yes, peppers. a very good reds flare. And so, <laughs> but these were winning omelets. These yeah, were, they were. That's all I've ever good. had in my life. 
So I can't wait for the next breakfast. <laughs> oh, well, I, well, you want French toast next time. <laughs> you have texting. Are we having French toast too? French toast? French toast? No. It was that kind of week. Toast. It was that kind of week. It was that kind of week, yeah. Yeah, it was a little free food this week on <laughs> campus, wasn't there? A couple uh, receptions that we uh, attended and had free food at. So, well, anyway, so I'm glad you guys enjoyed breakfast. Thank uh, you. We for had to, that. I, we'd had to have something enjoyable today <laughs> because all we're talking about is this team that's losing. Who we, Our special guest star, who we love. John Helmick said we're really three old Reds fans on Valium right now because of the season. So. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Trivia question. You had a idea, Tom. What was the one? You said that they... Yeah, they had case, it on the broadcast the other night, so if you listen to the broadcast, you probably already know this. Yeah. But what decade... Actually, are you, are you, our European fans won't have known this, so go. this is good. And actually, our European fans, right, this, unless, just for unless them. Unless they're on MLB. On the broadcast, they gave exact years, but I don't remember, you know, for choices. But they were all from a different decade, so... Uh, the question is, what decade did the Reds start putting names on the back of their uniforms? What decade or what year? It, the broadcast was what year, and they gave four choices for years. Uh-huh. But they were like 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s A were year the choices. Each of those. Yeah. So I think I didn't hear the answer, so I don't know the answer to this. Oh, okay. So we'll have to look it up before yeah. our next broadcast. I think Marty guessed the 30s, was his guess. I w- my guess was 60s. That would be my guess. I would have guessed 62. Marty would know. He would. Well, he wasn't broadcasting in the 60s, but he might know the answer to that. So, so Klozuski uh, did not wear, when, when you think about his jersey, it didn't have his name on the back? I don't know. I think it did. It might That's have. That's a long yeah. name. Yeah. It might have. It might we have. Ju- we just saw all those jerseys at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but we saw the fronts. Yeah. They weren't, it was all... In the Hall of Fame, they got this new uh, Reds Threads display where some people have, have, uh, are lending the Hall of Fame some of their jersey collections. It's from all decades, pretty much, of the Reds, at least, and that, in, at least and, in the modern era. And not just Reds. There were some other There was a few others in there. They had like a uh, like an old Seattle mm-hmm. uniform and a couple other old ones. Um, I was looking for that Braves one with the feather on the sleeve yeah. so I could explain to Tom that it was a feather, but we didn't see that one. <laughs> really uh, fun to look at the old Reds uniforms. They had some. Uh, the Reds used to their logo had some blue in it for a while. Yeah, back in the, like thirties, forties, whatever, neat. or yeah. maybe before that, had some blue. Yeah, the Reds were the first team in spring training to adorn what color? Probably green. Oh, On March seventeenth, did they do that? They were the first ones. They were the first ones to do it. They did it unannounced. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So we'll, more, all, more we'll all try and find out when the decade was the Reds put yeah. their name on So it. there was a scoreboard stumper the other night, which uh, Jamie Ramsey, for the Reds, he always puts it, usually puts it out on Twitter. And um, I knew you weren't wa- able to watch, and so I threw the, because you were out somewhere, Kim, and I, you were, where Anaheim. were you, California, Anaheim? I don't know. You don't know? You don't want to say? It's a tough secret. Oh, was it? Okay. Uh, Area 51. <laughs> anyway, it was four Reds and four Cardinals. No, well, four players hit 20 home runs as a Red and 20 home runs as a Cardinal. So did you see the answers on the on our text? I did. You did? Hey, he reads our text. Even when he's not involved, he went back and read. So I knew right off it was Ludwig. And then I got Reggie Sanders pretty quick. 
and then Rowland. Scott Rowland. I got that one, and then you texted back Kim with the first two pretty quick, and mm-hmm. I think, and, and then, then you I add, got the third one. Then you added Rowland, and I'm like, I can't think of the fourth guy. And of course, as I think of a name, I'm looking him up on Baseball Reference, and then looking to see if I'm right. And I'm like, I can't think, can't think, can't think. And then he finally comes through with the fourth one, Ronnie Gant, who like played one year with the Reds. That's probably why I, had I would not. I mean, I remembered he was a Red. I remembered he was a Brave. I did not know he was a Cardinal. Yeah. Well, he was one of those guys that bounced around a lot. Different teams. We had teams. a lot of those. I mean, Gant, Kevin Mitchell, uh, Greg Vaughn. Greg Vaughn. We, you know, we had players who... Vaughn one year, right? He had like 45 homers or something? He had 52 one year. Yeah, but, but I think he was 45. 52 maybe with the Padres. Somebody else, but he hit 45, I think, with the Reds that yeah. year. Yeah. And Just Kevin Mitchell could wake up in the morning and hit. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the best... Amazing. Uh, one of the video. slowest guys ever on base. The, but well, he started out... With the Giant. Mets. Oh, did he start with the Mets? Yeah, he's with the he Mets. He was a shortstop. You're kidding me. No, on the team that I, won the... Uh, how did that guy play shortstop? It's a lot smaller. Because there was... There's every guy that belonged in the American but League. The best, the best <laughs> video of him... Well, no, no, listen to this. The best video of him is when he's playing left field for the San Francisco yeah. Giants. You remember this? Yeah. He's oh, running yeah, yeah, back. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Running back towards the foul line and then reaches back with his bare hand and catches the ball. You <laughs> yeah. know? Never I'm thinking, that. my goodness. No, we don't want to make this guy a DH. <laughs> he doesn't even need a glove. He can play out over there with us on uh, whatever day it's called. I remember one time watching a game, and the, I don't remember who was calling the game. It must have been on television. I don't think this was Marty or anything. And he was calling, or it might have been, it was probably an ESPN Sports Center highlight, is probably what it was. And and Mitchell, you know, he got pretty heavy. Yes. And he couldn't, he was slow. And he comes around third base, and the guy doing the highlight says, says something to the effect that as he's rounding third base, and here comes a truck around, or a, was it a truck? Like a big truck coming around third base. Oh, no, that's Kevin Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Some big, overweight, and slow. Some big truck. No, it's Kevin Mitchell. So, yeah. And you were allowed to have collisions at the plate. Yes. Yeah, you didn't want to have one with him. That's for sure. Well, you know, last year, uh, we we started this podcast a little bit into the season. And maybe we can kind of finish up with this, where we made our fearless prediction of how many games this team would win. So, if you had to put a number on it, Kim, how many games can this team win? It's hard for me to predict, and I, I don't like predicting. Let me give you an example why. In the I'm going to make you predict anyway. In the, in, I know. In the <laughs> NFL, last year, if you asked uh, prognosticators who's going to do well, probably no one picked the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yet there they were. They beat the Steelers in the regular season and the playoffs, I, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, and, and did very well against the Patriots. So this year, they're going to be the trendy pick. No one seems to be able to pick from scratch, so to speak. So I always say, if, uh, how do I put this? Things being as they are, if things remain the same, in other words, no changes, I don't see this team winning more than 70 games. Now, having said that, recognizing that Suarez should come back, Shepler should come back, Sensel's going to be moved up, the pitching should improve, you know, maybe in a, a month we can address this again and see where do we stand on our picks now. Nope, but, sorry. But you things, can't change your picks. Okay. <laughs> things uh, you, things From remain, the guy who changes his mind all the time. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. Things being as they are today and what we see today, 
no more than 70 wins. I won't be wishy-washy like some people. <laughs> 68 wins. Oh, no better, no worse than last two 68. years. Wow. What do you say, Mr. Gilbert? Well, before the season started, I was ready to go like 84. Wow. Because I and I and I still think I still think this team eventually is going to play like a team that could win 84 games if you know what I'm saying. You know you know what I mean? They're going to play I think they're yeah, eventually going to play like a team that would be a team that could win that many games, but the start is so bad and I don't know when we're going to get over this. When when are the, when are they going to start to settle down and maybe start winning? It's hard to say more than I I'll say I'll say 73. Let's hope you're right compared to our answers. Well, yeah, and I hope uh, yeah. Remember last year? I, I remember last year Tom vividly saying, "Oh yeah. Hope by the All-Star break, we're no more than 5 games out." The team was there. They yeah. were they they were there. So And we were we're 5 or 6 at the All-Star break last year, right? Weren't we in that range? I think we ended up being about 7 to 8 seven games to out because we, we didn't finish oh. within 5. It we was were close. hoping and we thought we would, but but we weren't. So Again, all things being equal, what I see now, eh, but, you know, things are going to change throughout the year. Yeah, I just, I just, all I wanted was to play some meaningful games in, in August and maybe into September at least a little bit. If they did that, I thought this is a pretty good year. Be fun. But if they're not going to play meaningful games, if they're not going to play meaningful games in August or September, then pretty much from here on out, they're not playing meaningful games. You know, yeah. they're not going to get back in it. And so that's, that's you know, that's distressing a little bit. You know, you you rather enjoy that season, and everybody would. It's looking pretty bleak, but it is early. We have to remember that. I mean, they're, they are seven games out of first place right now. I mean, the Pirates are 9-4. I don't, I'm not buying Pirates stock either. No, I'm not either. You know, and the Brewers and the Cardinals are 7-7. Seven and seven. The Cubs are 6-7. and seven. You know, the Cubs... Kind of a slow starting team as usual. Last year they were. So what's the magic number? About one fifty five or one fifty five what? Is that the magic number? Right oh, now? the magic number? It's <laughs> yeah, it's about one hundred fifty five. Yeah, we we st- <laughs> that would be we still have a chance. That would be a good thing to do on Twitter every night. Reds, <laughs> Reds magic the Red, number. The Reds magic number to be eliminated at this point is 150. 140. Let's do that out of the three old Reds fans. Yeah, we'll do that. We should do that. That might get some attention. Hey, we can't, and then you say something. We, we had to have something to get you to smile. Wow, yeah, yeah. Something to something to track. <laughs> Despite, besides Billy's on-base percentage and... <laughs> And Homer's which ERA, which is about one fifty-five, which is <laughs> which will mirror. The... Oh my! Oh my! We told you we, we we're depressed. We just don't have the Valium. All right, so, so we're gonna finish on Hunter Green because we want to finish on a high note. Yay! And uh, so Hunter the other night, in in uh, in Dayton, uh, comes out, gives him a couple runs of first inning. Um, from the way I heard it discussed, was that uh, he, he, he was throwing hundred miles an hour right out the gate. And he learns, you know, even in single A, if you just throw fastballs 100 miles an hour, guys can turn them around, right? Um, and then from there, he mixed it up a little more, a little more breaking stuff, his curveball and everything, or his slider. It's a slider, isn't it? I thought it was a slider. Yeah, he's got that big slider. And I, did you see any of the highlights of it? Uh, just a little bit. It's, it's big. 
It's a big slider. It's a big slider. It looks like a curveball. Yeah. It looks a, like a 12-6 curveball. Yeah, it's a big nice. slider. And it's and guys were, yeah, it's... Which means he's got really tight spin on that. Thing. Yeah. Yep. And so then he, did he pitch three, in, did he pitch into the fourth at all? Or was I thought it just he pitched into the like fourth. Like three and a third well, or something. He's got a six, six point oh ERA. It might have been three and a third, I don't remember. But he struck out eight. Yeah. So like out and of most his, of them on the... The breaking pitch. Yeah, most of them. It wasn't the fast. Yeah. He, the highlights, at least, didn't show him blowing people away. Yeah, that was his put away pitch. Which it so. would be. You know, you're get, trying to get ready for that 100 mile power heater. Right. So he's obviously very young. Uh, he's 18. There will be guys drafted here and pretty soon out of high school that are probably older than him still. Um, he has been working on a changeup, too. He threw it once or twice the other night. Um, he's got to have free pitches. Fine, you know. He's 18. He'll, he'll develop that Mario change. Mario Soto to teach him that change. Yeah, he'll, he'll develop it in time. He'll develop it and he'll be good. You know, I think what I think of when I started first started hearing about him and the Reds got him, I thought, man, you know, you, you, you don't want to – you try to be optimistic, but you don't want to be crazy. But the crazy optimistic is, is this the next Doc Gooden? That's, that's the crazy optimistic. Because that guy was 19. For that to happen, he's going to be moved up this year. Yeah, right. right. He, he can't well, the Dragons. I don't know that he has to make the majors as quick as Doc did. But at 20 years old, if he's pitching for the Reds, is he is he Doc? Is he sort of that guy? Mm-hmm. Is he is, I mean, he, is he, he the ace out of the gate? If he moves up to Double A this year, he could be in spring training next year. He could be. Mm-hmm. He could be. And. Um, you know that once in a while there's the, the phenoms that just ascend very quickly. Mike Trout feels like he's been around forever, right? How old's that guy? Like 25. Know. <laughs> you know, the Mike Trouts, the Doc Goodens, Bob Horners from the, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, right out of college. Like wow. Gr- Junior Griffey Junior was was very young when he hit the majors. Not only did Doc Gooden wear his number on his back, his age on his back, Robin Yount. Played in the majors at 19. 19. Yeah. 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 So there's guys like that, and they do that. And maybe Hunter Green's that guy. We hope so. We hope so. Then that will be fun. We know we're but, not going to see him this but year. But no, no one will likely ever beat the record of the youngest major leaguer no. ever, the ex-Red. Joe Nuxhall. Joe Nuxhall. Yes. His well, age? He was 15. 15. Yeah. And then got... Then went back to high school, Hamilton High. Yeah, after and, he did and, that. and played high school sports, played basketball and everything. My dad actually saw him play basketball in high school. Because kind of like Neil Armstrong had his pilot's the, license before he had his driver's yeah, license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Hamilton in those days, my dad's from Springfield, and Hamilton and Springfield were in the same league because hmm. um, there weren't that many big schools, so as as many as there are now. Okay, well, we ended on a high note. We're all we're all about Hunter. Just as long as we don't go see him pitch as a group, he's hey, okay. Hey, we might be better now after you and I went to. Yeah, that's true. We saw Molly throw the yeah. one throw the so one hitter. Was myself or Helmick was the good man. Well, yeah, it's it's probably Helmick. <laughs> 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 we pick on him because he's not here. <laughs> and we we want it. We want Jose Siri to get better because he was having a good spring. We want to see Taylor uh, Trammell continue to develop. Uh, uh, the catcher um, Stevenson Stevenson tearing the cover off the Stevens. ball. Stevenson Stevenson Tyler, Tyler. Stevenson. We and he's see a him he's a big guy. He he looks like a he's not as big as like Carlton Fisk, but he he's toward that size. Jody Davis. Yeah, he's big. Yeah, 
So he's we want to like, see those guys developing key positions for us because I'm not counting on Dilson Herrera. I, no. I think the Reds are – I'd be surprised if he's with the Reds next year. But Trammell, Stevenson, uh, Siri, those guys want to see them see them develop. Right. And Jeter Downs is a, is a, a yep. good-looking second baseman now in yep. Dayton. Um, and Shed Long is out there. And yep. so – well, and they some of said, these guys are going to pay off. And they said that they've signed a bunch of uh, uh, Hispanic guys in the, in the off season. Yeah, they drafted uh, what's a guy his name? last year. Uh, was good. From the Dominican, they had a huge. Um, yeah, they signed signing. a sh- shortstop last year. But uh, more than that, I mean, they, he acted like they they signed a bunch of people mm-hmm. too. So interesting. So anything else? No. Nope. Ready, ready close let's, it up. Uh, what time do we play today? Night game, afternoon game. Do we even probably, play today because after, of the weather? Probably afternoon. Um, you mean, yeah. Well, they'll be on the field at some point today. Whether they actually play or not, be it's another story. Um, what I'm, time's the I'm, schedule I'm start? I'm looking. The schedule start is oh, it's one uh, ten p.m. Huh. Against the Cardinals. We could have been there and had the uh, lunch edition. Ah, yes. At so, the condo, we could have uh, moved over Jim Day. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be there someday. At least we got a place to stay in Goodyear when we when we go out there. Now we met we, and we have a, a a mutual acquaintance, and he's he's retiring to Scottsdale. So we we were kidding yesterday about we all have to find a conference. And we had there. we had another one who's going to be out in Arizona for about a month. But yeah, he let us know that we weren't welcome. We weren't welcome. <laughs> no, he knows us. These guys probably know us a little too well to ever let us stay with them. So unless maybe we'll let him be on the podcast, maybe they. Maybe that would be the thing to do. Hey, at least you know forty people will hear you. So or more. from 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 Ukraine, yeah, Slovenia, Baltic countries, Canada. Yeah, we're all we're all, we're we're worldwide. So yeah, one one o'clock today. So, well, the next time you hear from us, hopefully the Reds will have at least doubled their win total. Amen. That would be nice. Get to four. If not, why well, we might be headed for one of the worst seasons and we ever. Need jo- and and. We we all three love Joey, and it it hurts me to see him. I mean, if he's he hits the ball out of the infield, but. yeah. But if he hits the ball out of the infield, I feel like inside of me, like, yes, okay. But you know, you just want to see him start ripping the ball because you know. Here here I am thinking, he's thirty four, right? At some point in time, the skills are going to go down. I don't want it to be yet. I want him to be on that team. When they play meaningful games yeah, in I September, agree. yeah, I agree. He's been a slow starter before. I mean, last year he wasn't. Well, yeah, he was slow. Not this slow, but I mean, no, his average but was he's lower not last. Tattooed the ball. No, those, no. those balls. He's swinging a lot, ton of first pitches. Have you he's noticed? He's not walking as much. And those see, I, I love seeing him going to left field when the other he did night, that last when there was night. No one between second and third the other night in Philadelphia just put the bat on the ball out there and just ground ball through the hole where no one was. I like that. But he's not tattooing the ball. No, it's seeing eyeball singles through the ship yeah. up the middle. Well, could, last, maybe they're pitching him differently this year, yeah, or last, who knows? I don't know. Last night, five to two. Um, I think uh, Peraza or no Billy was on, Billy sec- was on second. second, and he he went the other way with a pretty decent line drive into left field. Not unfortunately, it was Billy on base because his speed he could oh, score. He scored, otherwise, he scored easy. He otherwise, scored easy. you're going to hold up Scooter. You're going to hold up. Yeah, he would have scored. Peraza, Peraza would have scored. You know, Barnhart might not have scored. Kevin Mitchell wouldn't have scored. No. <laughs> <laughs> he might have got the third. <laughs> head, head first belly flop, and I mean belly flop. He probably scooped it with his bare hand and thrown him out. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, we're not heading for. Well, we might be heading for one of the worst seasons ever, as long as it's not the worst season ever. But one of these days, the sun is going to shine Amen. on the Cincinnati Reds, Amen. and we'll be here. When we it will happens. be there to see it. That's right. Well, it'll be better because of these years, right? Right. It'll exactly. We're just. I don't know what else to say to that. You're exactly right. All right. That's why you're a fan through thick and thin. That's absolutely. So, well, until the next time, go Reds. Go Reds. Go Reds. Go Reds.